0: Welcome to the 180 Ministry Podcast. Please check us out at the 1-80.org. The scripture for today, Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15, is the is the epilogue or the continuation of the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6 verse 14 and 15 are the words that Jesus said after he said the Lord's Prayer to the disciples. Just for you to know, that's the heart of the Sermon of the Mountain. So when Jesus was preaching high there in the mountain and everybody was listening to him, they asked a question, so how we should pray? And then he said the Lord's Prayer that we know by memory, right? We all know by memory. And then after that, he want to emphasize a point. So let's read it together. Let's read Matthew 6, 14 and 15. And I'm going to read for the New King James Version. So let's read together what Jesus wants to emphasize. He read the six things that happen in the Lord's Prayer, the six parts. And then after he said, amen, he said, for or because. Guys, I want you to get this point. Please, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. What? Why that emphasis in forgiveness? The Lord's Prayer has six parts, and forgiveness is one of them. Why, at the end of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus went to emphasize, you know why? Because forgiveness is first. (laughs) Forgiveness is is more important and make our prayer more efficient, more effective. Sometimes the lack of forgiveness goes along with lack of prayer. Even before the Sabbath, the the traditions show that in order to come to the Sabbath, you need to come with all your forgiveness checklist done to be able to be in the presence of the Lord. How are you going to be able to pray if forgiveness is not there in your heart? How is that you know that you are really forgiven. How we can know I am forgiven? How we can know I am forgiven? Well, three points for that. Three points. With these three points, with those three, I know I am forgiven. With these three, I know I am forgiven. So first point, I am forgiven if I am washed. That's why we do food washing before partaking communion. Because it's part of this, I am forgiven. It's the first part? Is the most important one? Is the one that actually people know very well, but they forget the food washing. That's why today we had the food washing downstairs, and, and you can do it at home as I did mine. But it's important that let, let me let me tell you the the concept of this wash importance. Psalms 51 verse two are the words of the King David after Prophet Nathan told him about his sin, his hidden sin towards Bathsheba or with Bathsheba. And he said, he made this song, Psalms 51. He said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Any hidden sin? Ask Jesus. Does anybody here or watching with a hidden sin? Ask Jesus. Maybe you just found about this sin in your life very recently. Ask Jesus, the cornerstone of salvation. as Jesus to wash it, to clean you. Come to him. You need to give some forgiveness to some brother or sister. You know, in the Bible, we have this story when Jesus wants us to know the importance of this first point. In, before the, the Lord's Supper, he took the disciples. And because in those days were not COVID restrictions, <laughs> He can do it to each one of them. And then he kneel and wash every disciple's feet. And when Peter was to be washed, Peter was like, no, no way. You're not going to wash my feet, Jesus. You are my master. And Jesus said, you need to be washed. You've already been washed one day in baptismal pool. You've been already washed once, but you need to be now be washed in your foot to remember that you are washed. That your sins are away that you don't have seen anymore in your life. I think these days is a good opportunity to do food washing within the family. Probably for me, the best lesson or when I really got to understand the food washing ceremony ritual was what my dad, my dad asked me that day, son, can I wash your feet today? Can we do the food washing together? You need to understand this, Friday night, my dad was a little stressed because a lot of things needs to be done for church, right? Sabbath morning sometimes can be stressful, sometimes, sometimes. And I was not, let me put it in this way, I, the, the perfect child that Friday night. And my dad corrected me, maybe not in the perfect way, <laughs> maybe with a, a, little, a, little, a little high voice, tone, you know. Maybe not, as as a child wants to hear from dad, but then he corrected me, and I felt, I felt, dirty. I felt wrong. What I didn't know is that also my dad felt that way. Now that I am a father of three, and when I lose temper, right? So my dad told me, "Son, can we wash feet together?" Say, "Sure, sure." So we went and remember to the room, and I remember he was he he kneeled before me, he removed my my shoes, my socks, and he'd look at me. I will never forget this moment when my dad turned my, my feet, looked in my eyes and said, with the eyes full of tears, I'm sorry, son, because I yielded you yesterday. Sorry, son, because I was not the good, good father I supposed to be as Jesus wanted me to be for you. And I got it. I got it. Not just my sin was washed that moment, but my sons, my dad Sin was washed that moment. And I got it. I know why it's so important to wash our feet to each other in the family. So please don't lose this opportunity. After today, make time with your family to wash your feet to each other. It's beautiful. We need to humble. And today, you need to know, my friend, whatever your sin is, whatever your dirty part of your life, whatever spot in your soul, you are washed. I am washed. Clean. I am forgiven because I am washed. I am saved. But that's not the the end. Many people stop here. That's not the end. This is just the beginning. The second point is that I am forgiven if I am transformed. I am forgiven if I am transformed. If I look differently. Look how David the king had it clear that some... 51, few verses down, look how he said in verse 10. Psalms 51, verse 10. You need to read Psalm 51 later at home. Please, that's your homework for this week. Come on. It's a beautiful chapter, small chapter, full of this. I am washed and I am transformed. Psalms 51, verse 10 says, in me a clean, what? A clean heart. And renew and steadfast spirit within me. Because my friend is not the same to be sin free, that to be free of sin. I'm gonna say this again. It's not the same to be washed and be sin free, that to be transformed within your heart and to be free from sin. You got it? Any sin that is keep coming back to you. You know, Peter was washed by Jesus. The Jesus' hands, the letter will be on the cross. Nail was washing his feet. He understood he was washed, he was sin free. But when later in Gethsemane, Jesus was praying, came to catch Jesus, you know what Peter did? The old Peter came back. Ooh, the fighter, the one that took this war and went to kill. was in that moment that Jesus showed him you need to be not just sin free, but free from sin. You need to be transformed. You need to do things differently. You need to, you need to receive that blood transfusion that you get when you partake the communion, that bread, that, that grape juice, you need to make that a transformation moment that the blood of Jesus, his character, his life, his, his flesh go, go into you and you set that transformation, that new heart. Any sin that is keeping back to you, any wrong habit that keeps happening in your life, ask Jesus for a new heart. Ask Jesus for a new mind, for a new of your mind thoughts. Being transformed means that you do things differently, even you look differently to other people. Be transformed means that you love to do things differently. Let me tell you about my dad's transformation. <sighs> my great grandfather, from my dad's side, was a communist major in Spain. From my mom's side, my great-grandmother was one of the first 70 Adventists uh, in Chile. Um, but my great-grandfather from the dad's side was a communist major in Spain. So when the government of Franco in Spain took over, <laughs> uh, my great-grandfather had three death penalties. Not one, not two. Three death penalties, so he needed to escape France because if not he's going to be killed then my great-grandfather and my grandma travel with a ship that Pablo Neruda helped to ship the spanish immigrant from France to Chile and then my dad was born in Chile in an immigrant violent violent neighborhood. Not easy. With a strong politic, communist family. And violence was part of his life. Made met my, my mom that at the age of 15 decided to stop coming to church. So they met, they were married, and then my dad Start working as a politician. Very high level politician in Chile. Actually he worked for Allende in the government, social communist government in Chile. And he, became, he was one of, the, one of the top ones. His life in those days were difficult because there was a lot of tension and he even had legal permit to have guns and to intervene in the streets when there was some, some incidents. And it was a difficult, difficult times, but if he needed to fight, he did. He needed to make things by force, he did. Then Pinochet took over the government. And it's well known in Chile and in some other parts that two airplanes with American pilots help to make seat, the change of government in Chile they took my dad in prison and he was there for four, four long days. He never explained me what happened there. My mom was pregnant for a six-month pregnancy. Very stressful days. Very difficult days. After those four long days, my dad was Released by mistake, they thought they, they made a mistake and they, they released him in the middle of the night. So he escaped to Spain, and because he was a son of an Spaniard, he gained nationality. So he became an Spaniard. Three months later, with my dad, get some money together, put some money together, send the money for have my mom coming with my elder sister, but without the baby. My mom, in those months of stress, had an urgent C-section. You know, those days the C-section was a big C-section, you know. And that baby was alive for 17 days. And then passed away. Then my mom and my dad decided to start back, to start again from in Spain. And it was one day that my mom was losing babies constantly. That she was in the hospital in Madrid by herself. And she was looking at that section every time and she was at the hospital by herself and then she realized, what well, I'm doing? Why well, am by myself? If I were at church... I know the sisters, right? I know the sisters, right? I know the sisters, right? Will be here with me, right? That's what church family is for. So she made a decision. She said, I'm going to come back to church. Her dad was praying from Chile and sent letters. Those days, letters, handwriting, not by email, you know a letter with the Seventh-day Adventist church in Madrid, the center one, and tell, go to church, go to church, my mom always refused, but if you have a child, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, insist, insist, insist. <laughs> so, dad took mom to church, and then he wait for her at the door, smoking, in front of the deacon. Can you imagine, Vernon? I think was there to welcome and my is smoking at the door, in front, literally. And I'm talking about a very strong communist with violent environment. My mom keep praying and keep faithful. My mom asked for Bible studies to review the Forecasting Hope series in those days at home. So an elder of the church, an elder of the church, I'm going to say this again, an elder of the church, a member of the church went to mom at home, dad was in the sofa, in the living room, mom was at the table, and he was teaching the Bible, the truth, and my dad was reading newspaper and making notes to find something that he can show to my mom that was a lie. That all of this Bible thing, all this religion was a lie. So then he went to Daniel 2. And then he listened all the years that the the Bible was describing and and the the member of the church was teaching to my mom. And then he took notes and said, ha ha, I got you now, I got you now. Then he went to the library. And then he found out that everything was true. So my dad started studying And my dad got baptized, was washed in a lake in South Spain with my older sister. The day of his baptism, the pastor that was about to baptize him asked him one question. said, what if you found shed in heaven when we get to heaven? (laughs) And my dad replied, well... I think there is some sin and people that cannot be turned around. But if I found him, I will may ask some questions. <laughs> I will may check some books. <laughs> but I know Jesus will have an explanation for me. But it's true that sometimes we have some sin that cannot leave us because it's not the same to be Sin-free and be washed, to be transformed, be free from sin. That heart was change. Not a perfect heart yet at that time, and not not here, not perfect today. Change. He decided to to become a missionary. He had a big business, and when I was asking my parents to share this story today, live stream, they remind me a point here that very recently, somebody, when, when, when they met, like, like about two months ago, they met somebody from my little town that were living in south of Spain. They say, oh, you are the one that sell your big business to follow God. My dad and my mom choose not to have a comfort life in the world's eyes. But they choose to be missionaries and go wherever God tells them to go, no matter what the price was. And that was a big one. I remember my grandmother, and this was one of the testimonies of light that I know touched her more personally. That she said, I never saw anyone be so happy with so little. But you know what? I don't remember never in my house to have a need. I don't, I need of any material things, some luxury even and no emotional needs, which is the most important thing, Dad is different because now dad doesn't smoke anymore, that is different because dad doesn't drink anymore, dad is different because now he doesn't fight anymore. Dad and mom went to prison ministry after church to teach the Bible inside. What a beautiful ministry. Dad and mom help in the soup kitchen of the church when they have soup kitchen. Dad and mom asked God to transform them in service. And my mom became a nurse. When I was born and I got seven, My mom decided to start nursing to heal people, to help people. I am forgiven because I am transformed. But there is the third point, that we need to go deeper into his love, deeper into his communion. And I am forgiven if I forgive others. I am forgiven if I forgive others. This is the ultimate step. Jesus was tortured. Jesus was in the darkest, alone moment when he said this words that we can read in Luke 23, verse 34. In Luke 23, verse 34, he showed us this third, deeper in his love transformation. that says, then Jesus said, Father, Forgive them, the ones that have tortured me. Forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Any sins in your life that you cannot forgive yourself, ask Jesus to forgive you. Because if Jesus was forgiven the ones that tortured him, how is that you cannot forgive yourself for anything that you have done? Any sin that somebody has done to you, that you cannot forgive. Ask Jesus the cornstone rock of salvation to give you forgiveness. That was called to move the city and to and to serve the Lord. My mom also worked, and they they decided to live in a, or they got to live in a small town in near Madrid, about 45 minutes from Madrid, of 1,000 population. In a townhouse, serving the Lord. One of our neighbors came to dad and said, teach me how to pray. And so my dad taught him about the Bible and the truths in the Bible. He went and, and taught him everything that he had learned and how he will have been washed and transformed. And my neighbor And our neighbor understood that for prayer, to learn how to pray, you must forgive first. Then a man met other neighbors of those stone houses. She was a lady married with an American tall man. His name was Guri, or his nickname, Guri. He was a proud American he loved the culture so much that he never learned to, to speak Spanish. Guri got sick. He got surgery. He had an stomach and intestine infection. And then he had an, an an abdomen cut like here, like kind of section cut. And what happened was that the nurse, because it was so far, this small town, only went twice a week to clean it. And he, he couldn't go to all, all the places. So The wife came and knocked the door of the house because she knew that my parents will never say no to help because they know they were different. She knew my mom was a nurse. So mom went to heal Guri, injury. So she started healing that injury. Mom told us that was green and infected that the worst (laughs) because Guri never did nothing to, to stop. He felt that he was all powerful and can do anything and he never took rest as supposed to. He was before in a wheelchair, and this was just producing more pain, and he was all day sitting down, trying to even do things and sweating. So my mom, after a few days cleaning Guri's infection and getting better, she said that in a couple of weeks, if I go daily there, probably it will get better and she, he will not need anything else. So one day, mom asked my dad, please come to talk to Guri because it's good to chat, to have a little chat with the patient when you are doing some treatment. So the, the, the patient will be a little bit distracted when I do some things because it's a little painful sometimes. So dad went and started a conversation with Guri, asking where is he from and his profession. Guri said, I am a retired pilot of the U.S. Air Force Army. He said, oh, and you, I'm a missionary, my dad said. Jesus has changed my life, so I now serve him, and I'm a missionary. Guru continued, okay, I am from, from a small town in Ohio. It's a beautiful town, a good city. I replied, oh, I'm from Chile. I was born in Chile. And Guru said, oh, I know Chile. Guru replied, how is that you know Chile, my dad asked. Oh, I was one of the two pilots that was sent to help to turn over the government there. That face changed. Mom noticed that something happened. So listened to the word Chile in the English words, in between the English word and a few other words, but she didn't understand why Dad stopped talking. And sit down, looking to nowhere, with eyes, eyes wide open. Mom finished it, washed it, and cleaning Guru's injury. And arriving home, Dad explained to Mom what just happened. That moment, Mom remembered the c section Mom remembered that she lost that baby. Mom remembered that dad was in prison and dad remembered those days. Mom and dad told us the story when we arrived home. Honestly, I didn't know what to think, what to feel, what to what to do. I just watched my parents day after day washing the injury of Gray. Mom washing with her C section in her skin. Dad injury on Guri. Dad supporting him and chatting with him to make the pain less. Guru recovered and live a few more years. And one day I was sit down at the living room with my dad and Guri's wife knocked the door again because Guri fell in the stairs, tried to went up and fail. And I remember that we went with my dad, and I saw my dad using his strength not to fight, but to carry others. I saw my man that was washed in the blood of Jesus now washing the injuries of the man that caused so much pain in her life. I learned from my parents the true forgiveness to the point that today I serve Americans. And I have three at home. And I love to be here with you. What a love is this. What a love is this. Any sin is hidden in your life. Any sin has been revealed to you during this communion service. As to the cornerstone rock of Jesus. Any sin that is coming back and you keep doing it all over and over again, ask Jesus to change your heart and transform your heart and your mind right now. Do you need to forgive someone? Ask Jesus to give you enough forgiveness that flows from you to others. I am forgiven because I am washed. I am forgiven because I am transformed. I am forgiven because I forgive others. Even before they ask. Jesus allowed them to torture him. And because his death, we are forgiven. What a love is this. Jesus knew the biggest need today in the world will be the need of forgiven we need to be forgiven to make the transformation of the world be ready because Jesus is coming soon. Every time we partake, every time we do communion, every time we live, I am washed, I am transformed, and I am forgiving others. Anytime I say this, I say, I'm forgiven because Jesus forgave me first, because he died the cross, and I remember him, what he did for me, and I want to live this for you to live it to. Today, I am thankful for the cross. Today, I'm thankful Because of His love. Today I'm thankful because I am forgiven. Jesus, my cornerstone, it make it possible for you and I to say today, I am forgiven. Please look us up online at the 1-80.org and at the 180 YouTube channel. Please reach out to us with any questions or prayer requests. Until next time, thanks for listening.